Hello, and welcome to Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name. Once again, my name is Dean, and I'm here to make a superhero from whatever building blocks we can find from the internet, and we'll put them in a very specific order in order to create a good superhero and a good story. Uh, my fellow builders today are, as always, Josh and Jade. Hello Hi. to you. Hello. How are we feeling? Um, well, I'm talking about building blocks. What was the last time either of you played with Lego? I was literally thinking, like, if only it was that easy to make a hero out of Lego, because I kick ass using Lego. Really? Mm. I also played with, like, Kinects. That was great. Oh, yeah, Kinects was good. Mm. I think I played with that more than Lego. Goodness. I, I think about the same. Like, I made worlds with Lego, mm. like, with whole, like, backstories and everything, but with Kinects, it was like... I made a working fishing rod. Yes. <laughs> I was one of the very, very last people in the entire world, I think, to have Meccano. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That was quite, yeah. Yeah, that was fun quite fun. Have cutting yourself on those freaking metal edges? Well, Oof. that's the thing. I had a helicopter, so that oh, was... God. <laughs> it was a deadly, deadly toy to have, but, you know, that made it more fun. Oh, that's the connects for hard boys. <laughs> <laughs> and... If anything, I am a hard boy. Let, let it be said. You know, I'm such a hard boy that I love reading <laughs> comics about other hard individuals and people of note. So let me tell you what I've been reading this week. In order to hard boy. <laughs> in order to fuel my uh, inspiration and to put some fuel in the tank to make a superhero. I don't know what kind of superhero this comic would make, though. Um, so this week I've been reading... Uh, Insufficient Direction by Moyoko Anno. Mm-hmm. It's a, an autobiographical manga about Moyoko's life uh, with her husband, who in the comic is called Director-kun, but is actually uh, Hideaki Anno, who's a famed anime oh, director. I know this one now. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, Evangelion. Uh, he did Shin, Shin Godzilla was the last one. Yes. Hmm. There you go. But yeah, so this is by Moyoko, who's like a famed manga artist who does a lot of intense stories about women, doesn't she? Yes, exactly. So you got that sort of feminine perspective from things. Um, in this comic, she's she draws herself as uh, a baby, though, like a little baby grow with like a little tuft of hair. In this, it's mainly about um, her relationship with Director Kuhn and how they kind of interact on various subjects um, because... Anno, it turns out, is a massive uh, otaku, especially for no. uh, sentais. I know. What? This the big surprise. Scoop inside. He loves Ultraman, wouldn't you know? Because there's one great chapter where they go out clothes shopping and every time... In Shibuya as well, I might add. Like one of the fashionable places in Tokyo. And every time he tries on a new outfit, he busts a Ultraman pose as he comes <laughs> out of the changing room. And and Bayoka is just there like I'm 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 sorry I'm I'm very sorry about this he's he's a fucking dweeb, <laughs> but like the comic itself is like fairly candid for what it is, but it's also like overblown and Mayoko in like her typical style knows when to overblow things and when to emphasize them. Uh, there's a chapter where uh, Mayoko mentions to Director Kun like you you say like manga sound effects out loud like that's a sign of an attacker people don't just, do that and he's just there like g- g- no, no i don't and she's like stuttering your lines that's the sign of a an attacker <laughs> <laughs> and eventually they go to a theme park and 
uh, Director Kuhn catches her doing the same thing. And he's like, oh, now you're an attacker. And she's like, no, 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 I'm not. It's like, oh, stuttering. You're the sign of an attacker. <laughs> no, I'm not. Ah, you've got lines drawn on your head. That's the sign of an attacker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty fun, especially if you're uh, into any of Anno's work, you know, Evangelion or um, any of the other films he's done. I'm a bit of a Nadia in the secret of Blue Water Fan myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great. There's a, a fantastic quote because there's a small, like, uh, what's the opposite of a foreword? An afterword. <laughs> there's an afterword. <laughs> it makes sense when you think about it. By, uh, yes, it Anna. does. There's an afterword by Anno where he says, uh, only people close to me knew how dumb I was until now. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fun. Pick it up. Check it out. Have a little peek into this uh, famous director's world and his incredible wife's world as well. Mm-hmm. Jade? Yes? Hi, Jade. Oh, hi, Dean. Oh, sorry. Did you want me to recommend something? Yes. You should have said. <laughs> uh, so I've been reading Fish and Chocolate by Kate Brown. Ooh, uh, I know this one. Yeah, uh, you, if you want to search it, it's um, best to type in fish plus chocolate, though, because that's how it's written. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a fantastic short comic. Uh, it's a collection of three comics about the relationship between mother and child. Mm. Uh, and yeah, that doesn't normally seem like my kind of jam. Um, I'm not really one for tales of motherhood. Um, but this is just so good that I had to pick it up because, I mean, everything Kate touches is gold, so <laughs> had to. That's, that's true, I've seen it. Yeah, um, so the reason I uh, picked this up again, because it's it's an old favourite, is um, Kate is actually uh, the colourist on The Firelight Isle, which is something I recommended way back. Mm. Um, and they're running a Kickstarter for that now um, for a gorgeous hard print, uh, hardcover book. Um, it does so, look very nice. Yeah, you can back that right now. But yeah, I thought I, I, I have backed it. If that's ah, a... good, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought I'd recommend one of Kate's works because you know she's an outstanding artist on uh, on her own. Um, so this story uh, is, like I said, three short stories. Um, one's a sort of Pied Piper cautionary tale. Another is a tale of loneliness and neglect for like a creative mother and daughter. And the last one, which is my favourite, is an overwhelming story about loss uh, called uh, Matroshka. I think I pronounced that right, which is uh, my favourite. Um, that word might sound familiar because it's like the, the Russian dolls, you know, the ones that open oh, small yeah, dolls. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. It's really eerie and kind of melancholy. It's not, it's not one of those um, that has like 100% clear endings to each of them this can join that shelf that we came up with where we don't 100 percent understand them (laughs) nice i I love that shelf yeah um but it's it's still fantastic like you can glean kind of insight into these characters from the short stories and i like um matroshka so much because it's it's so intense and introspective like it's about you can infer what kind of loss it's about because it's about a mother and there's no child um but it's like it's just this really quiet story of a mother trying to get over this loss, and mm. it's like it goes really fucking bizarre. Like it, I think it was one of the first uh, stories I've seen, like really grotesque depiction of like maggots coming out of someone's vagina. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that, Jade. Yeah. Josh, what have you been reading? <laughs> 
but no, like, don't let that put you off. Like, don't let that put you off. No, seriously. Aside from like the body horror is an important aspect, but it's it's really introspective and very very good. K Brown, A plus. Mm-hmm. Josh, uh, how how can I follow on with this? <laughs> any maggots at all coming out? For any orifices? Do you know what? No. Oh. Had to, had to briefly think about it. <laughs> um, the series I've been recommending this week is a. Um, I've been reading a lot of the author's other work recently. Um, mm. They've just started up a new series called City, and I've been reading their um, autobio comic um, Helvetica Standard. But I'm gonna recommend their first work that I got involved with. Well, not involved with. That makes it sound like I actually worked on it. I didn't. <laughs> Um, so I'm recommending this week uh, Nichijo by Kichi Arawi. Oh, great. Um, which is one of my favourite uh, comedy gag series ever. Mm. I first started watching the anime, but I've gone onto the manga to see kind of how it balances out. But first I'll just go into it. Um, the title kind of, um, it translates as My Ordinary Life, but the series is anything but ordinary. It's all about just a number of different characters. It's cu- It started out as kind of a manga but a lot of it's been built up by a lot of f- four coma um, stuff. Yeah. It'll have you just normal, like, schoolgirls. But it'll also have, like, there's a kid professor and her robot, and they're talking cat. Got some nice little things along there. All sorts. But it's a very surreal series, and I was quite interested to see oh, yeah. how the the ridiculous level of animation that's in the anime would translate, and if the humour would kind of translate in that. Because, hmm. I mean, obviously, Is like... Yeah, it does. Um, I think when the anime hits those marks, the timing and everything kind of works really well. But no, I think the manga does it as well. It does have that good rhythm to it. And that does um, translate really well in the other series, City, which I'll probably recommend once I've read a couple more volumes. Hmm. Hmm. I actually picked up uh, volume one um, when I was in Waterstones the other day. Didn't buy it. I'm not not made of money. But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I had a flick through and like it opens with just like a girl pulling up her sleeve and there's a watch embedded in her wrist and she's like oh no everyone's gonna find out i'm a robot and i was like well this kicks off fast yeah (laughs) Yeah. um just for a little bit of clarification it's mainly around like sort of um middle school age girls Mm. Mm. going to school and like i said just chilling out having a a weird old life um if you're curious i'd say go to youtube and search for some of the clips (laughs) Quite that's yeah. the thing i've never seen the whole series or re- read the entire manga but there's a bit that sticks out for me where um a character is walking along with a tote bag and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and a police officer insists on seeing what's in the bag and her friend's like let's just just get it out and she's like no 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 you cannot look inside this bag i'm sorry and he's like i might like i might have to like hurt this girl or something like arrest her and take her in she's like no i don't care what you do you cannot see what's inside this bag <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what's inside the bag. You must go and find out for yourself. Just quick 10 seconds. My favorite is a um, music-only sequence where they build a tower of cards. <gasps> that was very yeah. good. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so we've got um, Surreal Girl Comedy, director of some of the greatest anime of all time, and fish and chocolate and maggots. It's not all <laughs> about the maggots. <laughs> so there's fish and chocolate is actually pretty appropriate. Because as we know, there's a little film coming out very soon. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called The Avengers. Yes. Infinity how is, I'm War. sorry. How is Fish and Chocolate relevant to The Avengers? Well, uh, I, Wait, a- no. I know how it can fit. Is it a combination of things that probably don't really work together that well, but they're going to stick them together anyway? 
Again, how is that related to fruit and chocolate? <laughs> See, I'm I'm talking more literal here. It's coming out in the cinema, and we will all go to visit soon. Now, what do you need when you go to the cinema? Uh, Fish. Money. <laughs> well, convenient being in Lincoln, all you have to do is go to the Brayford, which is right outside the cinema, and just pick a fish out. Yeah. And money, well, that's less convenient. No, I'm talking about sweets. You need sweets when you go to the cinema. Okay. You need delicious treats. And I have for you today, Josh and Jade, mm-hmm. a list of 93 classic British sweets Ooh. that we are going to attempt to make a superhero out of today. Okay. The crowd goes wild. Um, uh, yeah, so- I'm already thinking it in my mind about what, like, I'm not going to say because obviously what happens if that happens? Like, what happens if we get it? <laughs> Well, we've got some classics here today. We've got Pear Drop. No, wait, got... Josh just that's, said, that's don't literally... say them. <laughs> oh, Pear Drop was the it? one I was going to say. No. <laughs> Although there, there are a few that I've not heard of. They may be a little bit before my time. But for the most part, they are classics slash bangers slash delicious treats they, that make me Are they all hungry. sweets that you have to buy from a jar? in certain weights. <laughs> I tell you what, they're not. Some of them are oh. chocolate bars. Some of them are bold sweets. Some of them are um, jellies. It's it's a quite a, a good mix, actually. A good pick and mix. <laughs> mm. uh, Jake, give me a number between uh, 1 and 93. Oh, I really want to say 90, but if you have to fucking scroll for <laughs> 10 minutes... No, you can say 90. All right, 90. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so wine gum okay oh that's, that's, a, that's a, it's a classic one yeah i was kind of expecting a random one are we making a hero of wine gum today hey we have to stick to our principles yep rest in peace power clip <laughs> so wine gum it, usually there's a bit more of a build-up when we uh come up with a superhero there's a little mm. bit of silence and then like there's me counting down all the way to you know 1800 yeah we, you know we usually waste a lot of time which is what's happening here let's invent <laughs> hero wine gum no, it's not wasting time jade it's buying time oh, buying time <laughs> it's buying precious thought time oh because well okay um for, for, for me, anyone oh, oh wait sorry. are you gonna go on a tangent or do you want me to recommend something for a hero i, I was just gonna define what a wine gum is for anyone who might not know um so wine gums are like little squidgy little jelly treats that are based around various alcoholic drinks. Mm-hmm. There's wine. There's a brandy one. I think there's a... Um, there's a port one. Yeah, port. There's green. Uh, you got all the flavors. Green. <laughs> but they're not alcoholic. Yeah. But what... Okay, Josh. Yep. Wine gum. Now, what I was thinking is like gum is obviously quite sticky. Mm. Mm-hmm. So just an immediate thing. I just wanted to try and take gum and wine, but take it into like... I'm going to add a little H in the wine. Okay, so he's wine gum. Wine, yeah. So I wasn't sure at one point if wine gum was going to make people get stuck to the ground and then they were going to whine at them. Oh my god. <laughs> just just to go for that basic one, two, we'll take the wine, we'll take the gum, and somehow they'll bore their criminals to give up. See, I was, I was thinking more like the term wine gum makes me think of people who, with... Um, babies like when they've got growing pains for their teeth they rub like alcohol on them on their gums oh, yeah we've got two very literal interpretations yeah of sorry this. <laughs> so we've got gum and the wines and 
gumming criminals and whining at them. Okay, okay, this is, we have to sort of sift, we have to sift through these ideas. What if we have a, wait, no, I have to draw this. I'm not going to suggest a baby superhero. Whoa, it's too late, it's already in the ether. Nope. Wow, I kind of like, we haven't done a baby superhero though. Oh. <laughs> we, what, okay, so. If, if only this came out the same time as Boss Baby, we could have got some great synergy. <laughs> <laughs> we could have some great fan art of uh, wine gum beating yeah. up Boss Baby. Because they, Boss they baby are kept... wine gum. <laughs> <laughs> Never say that phrase ever again. <laughs> Sorry, you've cursed this podcast. A, a small corner of deviant art is just lit up. There's a small little, there's a little little red button. It's like, oh my god, someone's someone's New doing cross, crossover between Boss Baby and Persona. Jesus, it's, it's done. If you go to deviant art and type in your name with the Boss Baby behind it, you will come up with your <laughs> Boss Baby Persona. <laughs> Baby superhero though could work because like, we could that, that way we could have both things. Yeah, exactly. Um, the only problem is the only problem is we if we <laughs> put wine on the gums. Yeah, I think Josh has got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just assuming that we've basically what we've got here is a, a drunk baby who yeah. whose powers are unleashed by the fact that then they're detoxing away from alcohol. <laughs> I mean. Have you guys never seen Roger Rabbit? Never seen a grumpy drunk baby? Oh, yeah. Well, well I feel that as though we're, really not, a... we're not really meant to approve of that, though, are we? No, no. no. That, that baby also chomps down on a massive cigar. Yeah. And that baby is secretly an adult. Oh, uh, yeah. Wait, really? Well, yeah, well, yeah come on. No, Look I don't him. think so. I think, that's a, I think that's another boss baby situation. Yeah, he's just voiced by an adult. You're yeah. kidding me. I can't believe Roger Rabbit was doing Boss Baby sonas before <laughs> Boss Baby ever come out. Um, so maybe. Okay, right. No, we can stick with the baby idea. Okay. Um, maybe it's sort of like a Hulk thing. Maybe right. um the baby, maybe it like spits out gum or something because you gotta have that that gross shit going on. It's yeah. a baby. They are primarily made of gross shit. Um, so maybe uh a crime is happening. Boss. Oh wait, no baby. wait, the gum is literally there It looks like chewing gum But it's actually their gum Like yeah. the gums, it's coming off of their jaw oh. And that's why it's a bit sore So they have to rub a little bit of oh my Something on their, on their gums oh Make them feel God. better So what if what if it's like a It's the opposite of like Roger Rabbit Boss Baby type thing It's actually not super adult in nature or anything Maybe it's literally like this super earnest serene baby that's just spitting out gum and happens to be a hero like maybe they've got someone actually taking them around taking care of them right what if the person like maybe it's a parent or guardian who's taking them around thinks they're the superhero but it's actually the baby doing all the work that's not a bad idea um it is a good idea however i would like to mention that i'm pretty sure last week's hero was an alligator who was looking after a person who didn't know that they were a superhero oh Ah, uh, but this is different. This is someone who thinks they are a superhero. Uh, oh, okay. The, the idea's back in, boys. Okay, we're, we're um, fine. So they're, t- they're going around like, haha, I will stop you, for I am... Uh, I give say, me a, a... 36. 36? Uh, mm-hmm. See, now we got the count. Wait, one, two, this three, has to be like five, a chewy sweet, seven. though. <laughs> <laughs> for I am Flying Saucer. <laughs> That's sherbet-y, though. No. They're flying saucer now. Okay. It, it kind of melts and becomes a little bit sticky. 
That's true. If you add mm. water to it, it'll just be a mushy, yeah. sticky mess. What's well, the thing? As soon as you put it in your mouth, a fine saucer in your mouth, then it goes to, like the roof of your mouth, and it just gets stuck there. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. very true. Okay, yeah. Almost, almost gum-like in consistency. Mm. <laughs> okay, so let's paint this scene where this adult superhero is carrying their baby with them, mm-hmm. and they come across some some thugs um, down an alley or something. Yep. Um, and then, and then, uh, flying sauce is like, okay, 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 my child, it's time to kick into action. And but, then, well, they wouldn't take their baby into a fight, so maybe they put their baby in the, the stroller or something. What if they put them in like a harness on their front or something? Well, the reason I want to get them slightly away from their baby is so that the baby can do things a bit unseen. Oh, okay. So, so, so flying saucer, like, picture them, like, flinging their arm out and nothing happens, but then the baby, like, coughs. Yeah. And, like, a bunch of gum comes flying out. I, yeah, I get you. Yeah. So, it's a little bit more overt than what I was thinking. Or covert, sorry. Mm. And so, uh, flying saucer's like, oh, fear. Have fear, evildoers, because I'm here. And Actually, I'm going you to. You might be right. You might be right. That could still work from a body harness. Although we have had a hero with a baby in a harness before already, remember? Many, many, many babies many, in many harness. Many, many children. I see, I was going to keep that in the pocket until we got a bit further in, because I was going to mention a crossover at some point. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, we'll come back to that. We will come back you, to that. Yeah. Keep that warm, Especially Josh. considering, because wasn't that quite a quintessentially British thing, because we had a lot of like school-based villains, mm, and I'm pretty yes. sure we had a dentist at some point. We, well, we so. had the dentist. <laughs> yes. Also, I still have nightmares about school run. <laughs> but yes, um, so where were we? the baby's in the harness yeah. and spitting uh, out gum. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to stop so, you now. Just sorry, I just want to clarify again. What gum are they spitting out? They're actually spitting They're, out their actual gum. Actual gum. So the oh. the villains think it's like sweet chewing gum or whatever, but that's just the consistency of this baby's gums. Is it is it like their superpower that they've kind of got? Like constantly regenerating gum, yes. that they just have to yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. but it's a bit. It gets a bit sore breaking off that much gum at a time. So the baby just oh. has like a surrep- surreptitiously dipped its hand in a bottle and put gum, uh, put wine on its gum. <laughs> Don't feed your children alcohol. The the parent doesn't know. <laughs> the, well, I'm just I'm just covering our backs here. Oh, definitely, yeah. Here at Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, we highly highly suggest, nay, implore you. Just don't feed your kids alcohol. We're no, doing an entertainment podcast. Obviously, be good parents. Don't be a neglectful parent. Um, obviously. Right, right. But my point is that this baby character can be quite surreal in nature, perhaps. Like, so they're doing things that seem nutso butso, but actually it's very logical. So like, oh, my gum hurts. Better put something on it to soothe it. Oh, there's villains. Better, you know, trap hmm. them. It's a very smart baby, but it's still, it behaves like a baby. It doesn't talk. So we're continuing our comedy season here on Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast by coming up with a surreal baby that perhaps uh, does things that the, the adults and uh, its parents don't quite understand. But of course, wine gum has a plan. Yes. Could we maybe compare them to Jack-Jack and the Incredibles? Yes. Like a, a smart Jack-Jack. Yeah, like a slightly smarter Jack-Jack. Like, like the moment where Jack Jack realizes that Syndrome is a bad guy and then fucking goes all out. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, that's good. Not Jack Jack from the new trailers where he's just fucking crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't wait until the Incredibles comes out. Me too, but I don't want it to be bad, please. <laughs> um 
So this this baby, um, I also want continuing with the comedy thread. I want there mm. to be a scene where it's just kind of sat on the floor and these villains are just surrounding it and they're like looking at each other like we got to get away, but I can't fucking hit a baby. Mm. Yo, boss, we, I, you can. I got two kids at home. <laughs> Look at him, it's so cute. <laughs> Gurgling and everything. He owns his own uh, mega corporation. He does. Disclaimer: boss Babies baby. are not cute. <gasps> oh, oh, damn, wait. Jade. Sorry, I've just thought of something. Go on. A potential plot thread. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, one of these henchmen actually takes their children to daycare and sees the baby there. Oh, <gasps> <gasps> excellent. And almost okay. tries to figure out who the parent is. So they and perhaps can kind this of is where we can cross over as well. Hmm. Is this some sort of like superhero, not superhero, but a daycare that just so happens to house lots of superhero kids? Yes. So, um, Alberic Abbott's kids are there as well. Well, I'd say Alberic, like, they have so many kids. Yeah. All of varying ages, and they would live on an island as well. Yes. So, I guess he would take some of them to daycare, the ones that are like, I don't know, very, very young, but need to learn to socialize. Yeah. Oh, they're yes. too young for school. They aren't ready to utilize as powers either. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, that's utilize. good. <laughs> <laughs> you kids, you, you you stiffen up a bit, and then I'll come back and I'll strap you to my body, and you can take a bullet for me. Jesus. In the meantime, in the meantime, go that's talk to That's not how Wangum. that hero works. Please go back and listen to the Alberic episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was the Harry Potter name generator, I believe. Yes, uh, it listeners. was. If you want to check that out, it was a very good episode. We came up with a very good superhero. But Winegum, I'm I'm liking this. Um, it's sort of Powerpuff Girl meets um Jack Jack. Yeah, that's mm. a good way of putting it. Like this daycare thing's really good because they can meet other not just other kids but other parents as well. Mm. Um, what what if the daycare is a front for a criminal business though? How? So, like, the opposite now you're talking, maybe? Or... Um, I'm just thinking, like, maybe it's some sort of... <laughs> continue, continuing with the, uh, the, the sort of maternal-paternal themes here. What if the daycare is specifically set up so that it protects the kids of criminals so when they do criminal activities and other um, sort of gangs or whatever come after them, the kids are safe because they're protected? I like that, but I also think it's a small amount of genius that an organization could possibly think of uh, mass gathering hero children in order to nip that problem in the bud. Ooh, okay. not not like to kill them. I just mean like you know they're keeping an eye on them, therefore they're out of trouble. Exactly. You know, and they know where these hero kids are when they identify them. So it's like. Cool, okay, they're here, they're nowhere near where you're thinking of doing so-and-so crime. Oh, so it's almost I... like a superhero safe house. Yeah. So, like, they won't hurt these kids. It is a legit daycare, but it's also, it's got someone in there, at least one member of staff who's, like, affiliated with villains and is like, no, you're good, you're good, you, you can, okay, the order is a go. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is, this, is this daycare run by heroes or villains? That's the question, isn't it? Oh shit! Some of some of the staff may seem very earnest and genuine, and they do take good care of the kids. But then you'll see one making a very secretive phone call, mm. what or if... maybe favoring one of the kids because <laughs> oppression is systematic. 
Oh, fucking hell. I know you're about to go a bit deep down there, Jade, but I just want to quickly mention about how potentially one of the babies could have spit up on one of their parents Mm. and the person, this potential villain, gives their mates a call and say, by the way, they have to go back home to get another super suit. Now's your chance to go get bank, rob this bank. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Let's sort of structure this idea, though. What if it this daycare starts innocently but then gets infiltrated by villains and it's up to Winegum to figure out Maggie Simpson style how to stop them. <laughs> I don't want them to be crazy super smart like the, all those dumb movies about smart babies. No, with fucking genius more curious. Like, yeah, like I want them to be knowingly defeating villains but in a situational context like they're not like actively figuring out a mystery. I feel like that's a bit too much. We're not talking Rugrats here. No. 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 Okay. Think Jack Jack. Yeah. Think think early early Maggie Simpson, but not yeah, in, new in the Maggie moment Simpson. dealing with shit, but mm. outside of that, just being a regular baby. Because they have superhero instincts. You know? Yeah. They want to save people. So are we on board with this uh thing getting infiltrated then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a nice little touch. Excellent. Of course. Flying Saucer, like, doesn't know what the fuck's going on also, there. Also, Flying Saucer has to be, like, a very good, earnest parent, but also a dumbass, just being, like, very loudly in the daycare, like, yep, off to my super duties. <laughs> and just Albrecht Abbott, like, okay, bye, I guess. <laughs> like, any any of the other parents who are aware or, like, aware of superhero activities or are secret superheroes themselves are just, like, rolling their eyes, like, mm. how do they even get through each day? <laughs> just given as a bad name. I like to think they're quite a bad superhero. Yeah, absolutely. If, if only because, like, when occasionally they do take wine gum out, because I'm just immediately assuming that Flying Saucer has Frisbee-based powers. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that Flying Saucer has no powers. Oh. I was going to say Flying Saucer has very crap flight powers. They can hover, like, two feet off the air. Well, can I try and sell you on the idea of Frisbees, just for okay. a second? Okay. Now, I think obviously it's going to be similar to like a Captain Boomerang kind of thing. They just throw a lot of frisbees out and hope that they kind of knock out criminals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but most of the time, their aim is terrible. The only time that they ever actually hit their mark is when a certain gum is stuck on the bottom of someone's shoe and they can't move. Yeah, I'll buy that idea. Okay. I'll take that idea. It's just we had that original thing where they thought that they had gum based powers. Remember? Mm. Oh. So, like, the joke was that they would fling their arm out expecting their power to manifest, but actually it's not their power, and so sometimes nothing would oh, happen. Yeah. Mm. I like both of these ideas, though. Mm. It, it can work. Like, that would make sense for them to have some sort of crappy power, because otherwise how could they survive any Maybe, fights Well, it doesn't even have own. to be power. It could just be, like, gadgets and stuff. Just... Yeah. Stuff. It, one could turn into the other, though. Like, eventually they'd realise they have shit frisbee powers after thinking they had gun powers i think i think josh is right like having them have frisbee based powers is is cool because when those you know joke moments happen where it's like yeah gun powers i said gun powers go web go no it's not happening okay and then they just fall back on frisbee techniques that they know work Mm. yeah okay that sounds good i think we we've we've sorted like flying saucer now I guess for the most part, villains do get away from Flying Saucer then. They only kind of yeah. slow them down a little bit. It's only when Winegum is with them that they manage to capture any. Yeah. 
Don't forget, wine gum also has whining powers as well. Whining. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hmm. But maybe maybe that could be presented in like uh, a criminal situation as, alongside flying saucer where um, criminals will be gummed and flying saucer is about to frisbee them. But oh, oh, wine gum's getting cranky. Is, oh, there, wait, 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 there, wait, there. wait, 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 wait. I, I remember you saying way back that the gum would make the villains whine, not the baby. No, we said um, the baby would whine at them. Did we? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my initial... I mean, obviously, we can change this immediately. We don't have to stick with stuff mm. forever. But I think the initial idea was the gum stuck them in place so they couldn't escape hearing mm. the whine, and then they'd just oh, give up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more piercing and awful and draining than a baby's cry, for sure. Exactly. There is not. Holy crap. Have you ever heard a baby? Disclaimer, if you haven't got it by now, <laughs> Jade really doesn't like babies. <laughs> um, so yeah, that part of the story is almost set in stone by now. But one thing I do want to clarify, like we, we have this uh, like daycare arc mm-hmm. that we can sort of hash out. Um, but like patrols and stuff, like... What are the threats? How does... Can wine gum ever go out on patrol by themselves? Is that a possible thing? Or are they tethered to flying saucer? Can we can we sneak them out of the house at all? Um, sneak, sneak them out of daycare even? Hmm. Are Again, it could smart? be a situational thing. Like yeah. They don't actively seek escape, but sometimes they just wriggle their way out of the daycare and come across criminal activity. Or one day they're being taken out on a day trip to the zoo and they come across an animal smuggling uh, situation. (laughs) Yeah, it has to be situational, I think, for it to be workable. Okay. I'm I'm getting a clearer idea of how smart you want this baby to be. Also, I have um, a plot hole fixer for why Mm. Flying Saucer would take wine gum out with them rather than just having them at the daycare all the time because daycare is expensive yo it is and flying saucer as we've established is a failing superhero so they don't exactly earn much oh is is flying saucer friends of albrick abbott i'd say yes but they're so dumb that they don't realize albrick is a hero as well (laughs) where where do you get all these kids from albrick i just don't know How do you do it? You take care of so many kids. You're such a good father. And Albrecht does, like, Albrecht is silent. They don't return the compliment. They're like, mm. Like, you're so strong as well. Just to carry all your kids on your body as well. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. You, do you work out? Do you lift? Do you lift children? Okay. Wine can, gum. Can we talk about, um, oh, shit. I lost my train of thought. Like, you mentioned something earlier with um, wine gum that I'm trying to remember. Baby. A a situational thing. Oh, yes. Can we do a run-through of, like, a scenario where they capture some criminals and use the whining power then? Hmm. Let's go with the zoo idea. Yeah, that's a cool one. Um, So, they're at the zoo, uh, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, Which part of the zoo are they in, Josh? Um, I'm going to go with, like, what's my favorite part of the zoo? Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> how, well, long actually, how long have we got on. left on the podcast maybe you can um, pick another name from the list and use that to inspire a criminal organization and then choose where they would attack then Jade you better give me another number between oh, yeah, one Josh, Josh picked the last one um, 193 what was the last number uh, I used 36 okay hmm, 72 72 okay so uh, 
Did you say 72? Yes. Uh, rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I guess they're stealing lizards. <laughs> so the 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 rock um con- the rock. <laughs> oh well, it's the rock now. Uh, so Dwayne Johnson has turned to a life of crime. Oh, we can't uh, use af- real people. After visiting various seaside uh, resorts and, and learning about so this- many giant animals in various franchises. <laughs> oh, actually. <laughs> Rampage? No, no, no. I'm not going down the Dwayne Johnson route. I was thinking <laughs> that they are actually like a someone who like steals like sea creatures and stuff. Okay. But the, Rock actually does have a power. I know you've said organization, but I like them to actually be a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. That they are literally they can turn themselves into Rock. Okay. The sweet very stuff. literal. So mm-hmm. oh, well, it's gonna, it's okay. Gonna be, it's gonna be very difficult to break, and it's. Yeah. And I think it's also quite good considering how kind of tooth based we are. Then it might be quite good to uh, have a villain who, if anyone did try and bite down on them, they would wreck their teeth. Yeah. God. Um, for anyone outside the UK, Rock is um, kind of like a a minty, like long tube of very, very, very tough candy. It's not minty always. It's, it's, mm. it's, it can be of various flavors. Yeah. Um, it's, but you... bucket, it's like jawbreakers, but in stick form. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a very good way of describing it. And usually people like uh, various uh, touristy places have their own rock of mm. various colors and whatnot. And it has like writing in the middle of it. And it's denser than steel, I believe. <laughs> Broken several teeth on it, you know. Mm. You're supposed to suck down on it until it looks like a, a static mite. Uh, so yeah, rock. Um, so you want rock to be an actual character. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think so. I think so. I like the idea of this person... Shaving down their arm almost to turn so into what a are they, sharp. What are they at rocks. the zoo for? Um, they're stealing penguins. <laughs> Why? Uh, seaside stuff. They just they just love penguins. Yeah, they're, they're trying to make their own ultimate seaside resort. Cool. So they're getting penguins. They're getting seals. They're getting um, like white tigers. So this is just a zoo heist. Cool. Got it. Yep. Just just a zoo heist. Of course. Um, they're going through the penguin exhibit and. Fuck, Winegum's having the best time of their whole damn life with the penguins, as you do. And then um, Rock just crashes through like the glass of this uh, exhibit Mm -hmm. and just whizzes past the kids through the glass and starts uh, plucking penguins from the ground. And Flying Saucer is like, shit, and goes to like tear off their shirt and they're like I forgot to put my suit on under my shirt <laughs> shit and they just dive into the nearby loo with uh, have you ever seen like I guess you guys don't go into women's bathrooms that much but it's a <laughs> common trend for mothers to just leave their pram right outside the stall door so like I'm uh, flying saucer can just leave them in like wine gum in the stroller right outside the toilet door that's pretty irresponsible though oh that's what happens can't you just take him to like a baby change place and just blow well, down? Well, I'm thinking for for the purposes of this fight, though. Okay. They know you've got like the gap under the store door. You can see the stroller wheels. Oh. That, that seems to be okay. the reasoning for most people. But they can't see their baby. The baby doesn't have wheels. Right. Unless it's, unless it's some sort of puppy based. So the thing entire runs fight, on rails. Flying Saucer is struggling to get their outfit on in this tiny toilet. <laughs> Seeing the wheels out the corner of their eye and being like, they're fine, they're fine, they'll be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, Winegum is just going to town on this villain because they're like just thinking, 
they well obviously this baby doesn't really think much but they're angry because rock is stealing their favorite animal to watch the penguin That's the thing, oh, it's, no. it's, it's not actually thoughts it's instinct they're really yeah. annoyed that the that these these penguins are going yeah like they're not annoyed they're they're, they're borderline upset they've got a yeah. sad look on their face yeah, yeah. and uh wine gum is not only gumming the criminal to try and stick him down, but gumming the penguin so they also, can't be stolen. Also, um, I actually had this idea several thoughts back, but I forgot to mention it. Um, their pacifier is soaked in wine. Hmm. <gasps> Here at Bitten by a Radioactive Podcast, we have to reiterate not to feed your kids alcohol. This is a character trait for an entertainment-based superhero. You don't actually give the kids wine though. It's always like gin or brandy or like a whiskey yeah, or something. Yeah, like some, some, yeah, we're calling them wine. So, so gum, I feel as though but... brandy might be the better way to go because that is, I think that has something can, to do with it. It could be Wikipedia bait where it's like, oh, it, the character's called wine gum, but in fact they drink brandy. Yeah, that's a good point. Yes. What are you but doing, you, you BBRP? Get my, <laughs> you get the idea. Hmm. And also, this is extenuating circumstances. Would you rather we don't soothe this poor child's gums? <laughs> you don't want. <sighs> Are I'm you smart. saying we should neglect this child, Dean? No, I'm just thinking of a situation can't where you, flying, Dean, it's a neglectful fly, fly, father. Huh? Nothing. Uh, well, in my selfish way, I'm thinking of a situation where a flying saucer has to take them abroad and you have to sit on a plane with wine gum whining the entire flight. That's a good point, yeah. Anyway, back to the back to the penguin heist. Oh my god, what if the plane goes in <laughs> Sorry, having more scenario ideas. The plane oh. is like damaged and one of the fuel lines is cut by like terrorists or whatever someone's trying to sabotage the plane and wine gum just gums up the wires nice. oh just crawls crawls through the ventilation or whatever yep. i don't know how planes F- work well, man and f- flying saucer out. has gone to sleep because it's a long yes. flight so uh wine gum has decided to crawl into the overhead baggage space which then <laughs> crawling through they've managed to fall into the main baggage bit plug up some holes and yep. then wander back up and flying saucer just sleeps through this entire disaster in the making yep gonna make this situation a little bit more extreme uh parts of the wing are about to fall off <laughs> and so wine gum has to put gum on their uh hands and feet and knees to crawl outside crawl the plane out. <laughs> <laughs> crawl outside the plane in order to stick down the parts to ensure a safe landing holy shit <laughs> Anyway, so that's that's plane scenario. We've covered plane scenario, alley scenario, back to the zoo. Zoo scenario, um, basically, as I was saying, they're going down not only the rock, who is, I'd say they're kind of strong enough to come up from it if they've got enough time. I don't think we can call them the rock. I believe that is a trademark name. Oh, I'm sorry. They're, they're going down rock in order to stop them from stealing stuff, but also yes. going down the penguins themselves so they can't be stolen. <gasps> a brilliant joke would be... <laughs> rock just being like this won't stop me i can just i my body is made of rock i can generate more i'll just break off my limbs and they can't break off their own limbs <laughs> harder than steel like, i didn't think this through and eventually um the uh, rock would make that mistake mm. and would be in a perfect <laughs> position to be whined at by the baby i'm here what, what they what, what they try and do is they just start sucking on one of their fingers to try and get it down to like a shard so they can try and cut the gum off. Yes. <laughs> just just so they can stop listening to all the whining. But by the time that they've started to cut it off, the police have turned up. Oh my God. So you, you've just got this silent scene of a baby sucking on their pacifier <laughs> and a villain sucking on their finger. 
<laughs> that's, that's when the cops show up and there's just yeah. these two, just the sound of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you all so much for listening to us. Come up with a uh, baby superhero that Wait, may or may hold not on. be. One last thing. Naturally, they're going to have to meet our other favorite dentist at some point. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, I know you're not, I know you're not a fan of our good friend Enamel. I am a massive Ooh. fan of Enamel, but yeah. I think it was I think it was Dean's cries yeah, of yeah. anguish. Yeah. So what's the situation there? What happens when Babby goes for their first dentist appointment? There, there we go. We're gonna have to go into this or we're gonna have to like oh is No, this is gonna go on for too long if I start mentioning like <laughs> when they're gonna start getting their teeth and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, maybe Enamel realizes like the density and consistency of this mm. baby's gums would be perfect as a foundation for a wonder oh. affair. Oh God! Yeah, and this baby's just like fuck no. <laughs> in in order to hold all of these teeth in my mouth, I'm going to need a really strong foundation. Yeah, a good adhesive. Thank you all so much <laughs> for stopping listening at this point after hearing a delightful tale about a baby superhero. Don't worry, this baby kicks the shit out of this villain. <laughs> I mean, there'd be a toddler by then. Yeah, so, good point. Um, if oh, you but want hold on, that's that's a good point. Uh, their teeth would never come in. I feel like that's what I was just, wondering. Just be yeah. gummy forever. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what a twist! I feel like this is a hero we'd need to come back to sometime, like mm. as an older person. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can come back with a, a different generator to work out what they'd be in their teen years because they'd still be wine name, gum. I feel like wine gum's still great. Like you'd still need. To soothe those gums. They come up with their own name, though. They'd be like, oh, I'm Blacktooth, because they'd be a teenager. Sure. <laughs> Look out for the um, new metal band name generator where we come up with uh, Wine Gums' teenage superhero name. In the meantime, you can help us out as a podcast to be maybe marginally successful if you did enjoy this by doing what Josh orders you to do right now. If. No, I'm not going to sing it again. I was I was end up starting to do that. Uh, if you leave us an iTunes review or a review on any kind of podcasting platform, we will use whichever name that you leave. We'll churn it through an old-fashioned generator where we actually stick people's names through it, and it comes out with a generator. We haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah, but we'll do one of those for you. We're and kind we'll... of saving them for when we get a name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so once you do that, yeah, we'll make an entire episode just about you, and it'll actually be available to everyone. It won't just be one of those ones that we just send you slyly. <laughs> oh, God. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter, BBR underscore podcast. We do recommendations on a Wednesday, so you can see all the visuals for the stuff we've recommended. Mm. And on Fridays, we'll have a illustration. Yeah, Boss Baby Sona. Yes. Jade, what's your Boss Baby Sona? Oh, um, me in a little sailor hat, waving a fist um, at the camera. Wait a minute, I've seen that picture. Yeah, that's a legit picture of me. It's a good one as well. <laughs> In the meantime, you have been sucked on by radioactive wow. nerds. Don't say that. Go back, <laughs> do it again. In the meantime, you've been bitten, chewed, and swallowed by... Nope. Nope. In the meantime, you... Have been stuck in place and forced to listen to Dean's terrible, terrible, terrible ideas and have whined about it. Thanks for listening. I'm bitten by a radioactive podcast. I'm um, Dean the... Sucker McKnight. <laughs> I was going to say Dime Bar McKnight, but cool. <laughs> I'm Jade the Drumsticks Arson. I'm Josh 
rhubarb and rhubarb and custard around a long ago for a lazy one. I was trying to. <laughs> and sidetrack wasn't in this episode. Goodbye. I didn't, no, everybody. I didn't mention sidetrack. Just no one, no one picked me up on it. Uh, good job. <laughs> good, uh, you, you betrayed your best friend. Goodbye, everybody.